Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Maybe you've heard this name or these names before, maybe not. But Chip and Joanna Gaines are a husband and wife who made a name for themselves on their hit TV show, Fixer Upper. The premise of the show is that Chip and Joanna take uh, people who are looking to purchase a house and they walk them around and they show them three different houses that are all in rough shape. They could use a little bit of fixing up. And then the happy couple has to choose one of the three homes and buy it and entrust it to Chip and Joanna for them to work their magic, restoring it and giving it new life. Fixer-upper. Over the next few weeks, we are going to be opening up the scriptures to a a fixer-upper type story in the Bible, recorded for us in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. We're calling this sermon series Rubble Restoration, Rebuilding God's Way. Rubble Restoration, recorded in Ezra and Nehemiah. So Ezra and Nehemiah, these two books, they record the story about what happened to God's people when they returned back to Jerusalem in the land of Israel after being in exile in Babylon. Now, portions of this story are recorded all throughout the Old Testament in a variety of different Old Testament books, and you get different perspectives. We are primarily going to tell you this story by following the narrative of Ezra and Nehemiah. We'll at times reference different scripture passages so you can see how this is a a huge and pivotal moment and time in the people of God's history, but we're going to spend time just in Ezra and Nehemiah in particular. My goal for today is just to set the stage and give us a little bit of context so we can kind of get our feet wet with where we are in the scriptural story. Those of you who have been around our church for a while, uh, or at least the last year, Uh, might remember that at the beginning of this calendar year of 2021, we read through the book of Daniel, all right? So earlier this year, we read through the book of Daniel. Well, the, the book of Daniel took place during Babylonian captivity, uh, and, and Babylonian captivity started in 597 B.C., Here's a little bit more context. I'm just going to give you a real quick snippet here. God's people had been living in the promised land, the nation of Israel. They had built a temple in Jerusalem, and they had lived there for quite a while. Well, the people had been not being so faithful to God. They were pursuing other gods. They were chasing after worldly possessions and, and land and power and those sorts of worldly things. Well, throughout time, God had been sending messengers to the people of Israel called prophets, telling them, you're being faithless. You're not putting your trust in the one true God. You need to repent and turn back to God. If you do not, you will be destroyed, disciplined, and sent into exile. Well, the people did not listen to the voice of God. They did not repent. They they continued to pursue the worldly things. And so in 597 B.C., 
under the rule and reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Maybe this is ringing a bell, those of you who have been around. Nebuchadnezzar, the, the, the ruler of Babylon, uh, came and took captive the Jewish people and brought them into Babylonian exile. During this time period as well, a couple of decades, the Babylonians destroyed that glorious temple in Jerusalem. They knocked down the city walls, they destroyed homes, and the city of Jerusalem, which had once been a place of glory, literally the promised land, was now turned into rubble. So, for years, decades, close to 70 years, the Jewish people were in exile in Babylon. Until the year 539 B.C., 539 B.C., when a new king, the king of Persia, the Persians took over the Babylonians, and now this king of Persia named Cyrus had a different way of ruling his empire, and he said, we're going to send back all of the exiles to their homelands. To the Jews in particular, he said, go back to Jerusalem and rebuild your temple. So, in our story of Ezra and Nehemiah, it's going to pick up right there, all right? And, and that's where we're going to tell the story from Ezra and Nehemiah. It's once these exiles get back into Jerusalem, and as they begin to rebuild the temple, the city walls, their homes, we're going to see their joys, their struggles, their challenges, their adversaries, the opposition they face, and all of these things. And each week, we're going to give you a little reading assignment to get you prepared. So for next Sunday, I'm going to encourage you to read Ezra chapters 1 and 2. So go ahead and read Ezra chapter 1 and 2, as that will be the basis for the sermon next week. But today, I just want to set the stage again. I simply want to demonstrate to you today that our God is a God who restores and rebuilds. Our God is a God who restores and rebuilds. He is a God who promises to restore, and He's a God who does restore. He's a God who promises to rebuild, and He does rebuild. In our timeline, around 150 to 200 years prior to all of this stuff with the Babylonians, there was a prophet of God named Isaiah. We read today from Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah also has a whole book in the Old Testament. If you don't know about it, it's a wonderful book. But Isaiah was one of these prophets who God had sent to the nation to tell them, repent, repent, turn back from your wicked ways, turn back from your worldly pursuits, repent and turn to the one true God. Well, Isaiah, in his prophecies, says that the people are deaf and blind to God's word, and they won't. They won't listen. They refuse to listen, and so Isaiah warns them about the coming judgment that they are going to face. Isaiah tells them that they will be disciplined, that they will be sent into exile. Isaiah tells them all of it, but they just won't listen. But in Isaiah's prophecy, here's what's also remarkable. While Isaiah tells them they will be destroyed, they will be disciplined in this way, they will be sent into exile, Isaiah also reminds them that God is a merciful God. Isaiah also reminds them that God is a sovereign God, which means he can be at work anywhere in the world, even through foreign powers and foreign lands. 
And so Isaiah reminds the people, and he prophesies according to God's word, that God will, even in exile, tend to the people. He will care for the people. And eventually, God will return them from exile. (laughs) Isaiah, even 150, 200 years before any of this stuff happens, in his divine prophecy, even names by name the Persian king who will in 539 say, go back home. We read it, Isaiah 44. Let me me, uh, recall some of this for you. It said this, I am the Lord. I am the Lord who says of Jerusalem, she shall be inhabited. And in the cities of Judah, that's the region where Jerusalem is, they shall be built. And I will raise up their ruins. I am the Lord who says to the deep, be dry, I will dry up your rivers. I am the Lord who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and he shall fulfill all my purpose. Saying of Jerusalem, she shall be built and of the temple your foundation shall be laid. This is a prophecy about the rebuilding of Jerusalem. It had not even yet been destroyed and he's already prophesying, but it will be rebuilt. Your God is a God who restores and rebuilds. Your God is a merciful God. Your God is a sovereign God. Your God is a restorer, and in particular, a restorer of rubble. What we learn from Isaiah's word and what we will hear throughout these coming weeks is that when our God makes a promise, he delivers on the promise. When God says, I will restore the rubble and the ruins, He does. He does. This last year in our world has been a year of devastation in many ways. A lot of the things that we looked forward to, a lot of the places we went to, a lot of the stuff that we did was torn down. Couldn't do it couldn't go there. We couldn't see the things. We couldn't go to the places. And many of those things have not yet, and they may not be rebuilt. And even if they are, they likely won't look the same as they did previously, for better or for worse. What we are going to see in these coming weeks is that when the Jews go back home, they have high hopes and expectations of what can be different. They have high and big lofty plans to be the people that God wants them to be, to build this temple and make it grand and wonderful again. However, what we're going to see is that a lot of times it doesn't quite pan out like they had hoped. That's often the way it goes, though. We set our our, our sights high. We put our faith in God, hopefully. We try to align our lives with His vision and and His goal and His will for our lives and even for our church, yet often we still miss the mark. Each week throughout this sermon series, we're going to show how this was a reality for the Jewish people 
how they had their sights set high, but they face opposition. They face people who don't think they should be doing things the way that they are over and over again. And also throughout this sermon series, what we hope to also convey to you is that our church, Saints Peter and Paul, and those of you who partner with us around the country in our partner church in St. Paul, Antonagon, all of you who, who we are together in this journey with, as we rebuild our ministry, things may not necessarily look the same that they did previously, for better or for worse. But in this sermon series, each week we are going to tell you about some of the exciting things that are coming some of the things that God has placed on our hearts and our minds that we believe God is leading us to. And we're excited to share with you some of what God is rebuilding in our midst coming out of this time of devastation. But even if in all of this, we want to be realistic, noting the reality that we are not perfect. I'm a not, not a perfect pastor. Pastor Kevin's not a perfect pastor. This is not a perfect church. I know I'm ruining it for some of you. Some of you are thinking this is the best church ever. It's not perfect. And even as we try to accomplish what God's got in store for us, we're not going to do it perfectly. We're not going to do it perfectly. So we're, we are, ultimately, we're going to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus for he is the perfect restorer. Jesus is the perfect restorer. Jesus is the perfect restorer. And so we, in this church, we will keep our eyes fixed on him and we will rebuild according to his ways and not our own. So let me just say again, in our sermon series, we're going to be tying together this story of the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem with some of our rebuilding in our church. But I have to also tell you that the same thing is happening in every one of your lives. God is restoring you. Chip and Joanna can fix up dilapidated homes. Jesus can raise the dead. Chip and Joanna can invite people to see the potential of new life in the midst of rubble. Jesus invites you to see the new life that he is working and restoring in you. Chip and Joanna give people the opportunity to purchase some rubble and entrust it to them to rebuild and restore. Jesus has purchased the rubble of your life. And he is entrusted with tending to it and building it and restoring it. Jesus is the one who bought you not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood. And with his innocent suffering and death, he bought you. And not when you were at your glory, when you were rubble. Jesus bought you, paid for you through the death and resurrection of Jesus. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, and you are the perfect fixer-upper candidate. <laughs> Jesus is working on you restoring you from the rubble. Every one of us, to varying degrees, can look at our lives. When we look in the mirror and we see what God has designed for us, we look at our lives and we say, Lord, I messed up. I, I, I've rejected 
rejected all of the good gifts that you've given to me and I've chosen what was worthless. I've neglected the temple of the, your Holy Spirit and I've let my body go to waste and my mind be corrupted by the ways of this world. I am rubble. I don't deserve to be bought and restored. I deserve to be bulldozed and forgotten about. Yet Jesus says, I bought you when you were rubble. When you were dead in your sins, I died for you. God bought you as rubble and he knows what it will look like when you are restored. He has the vision for your life and he knows the value of your life because he built you in the first place. He created you and he's redeemed you to be his very own. He knows you. He knows what is within you and he knows what he can do in your life for he is the perfect restorer. He is the perfect rebuilder. He is an expert at taking rubble and restoring it to new and glorious life. <laughs> and Jesus knows how to do this because he walked among the rubble. Jesus stepped into the rubble, and in his life and ministry, this is what he did. He restored life. He gave sight to the blind. He unstopped the ears of the deaf. He said to the lame, get up and walk, and he raised the dead. He gave life to those who needed it, and he does the same to you. And he can, because they placed him as one among the rubble, dead, in a tomb. Jesus was nothing but rubble in the tomb. And yet he walked out of the grave, walked out of the grave, alive, overcoming even death itself. Not even death can overcome the power of our restoring, renewing, rebuilding Jesus who has begun this work in you. And as it says in Philippians chapter 1, 6, he who has begun this good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. So none of us are done. We are a work in progress. And by the Holy Spirit's dwelling in us every day, we are being restored. Every day we are being renewed. Every day, more and more into that likeness of Jesus Christ until the day he comes again and he will make you finally and fully to be who you were designed to be. Chip and Joanna, they got that show called Fixer Upper. Well, let's give Jesus the true reality show called Rubble Restoration. <laughs> and I look forward to these next few weeks as we continue to tell this story, as we watch it unfold, and as we participate in it, being restored from the rubble. Again, your homework is read Ezra chapter 1 and 2 for next week. Go in God's grace and with his peace. Amen.